0: The Bible, a collection of 66 different books by around 40 different authors from many different backgrounds. There were kings and shepherds, soldiers, fishermen, doctors, poets and farmers. Some were young, some old, some rich, and some poor. And they wrote, each reflecting his own personality and style, from a wide variety of life circumstances,
1: all the way from palace thrones and bedrooms,
0: to the dungeons down in the palace basement.
1: From seashores to mountaintops.
0: And to the backsides of dry desert wasteland. In their books, the writers issued hundreds of specific future prophecies, all perfectly fulfilled or awaiting fulfillment. And they discuss every aspect of human life, hundreds of complicated and controversial topics. And yet, there is a unity and consistency of message in the Bible, from start to finish, that is nothing short of miraculous. Throughout history and today, millions of people around the globe call this book the Holy Bible, the very Word of God. It claims to be a self-revelation of the Supreme Being, the Creator Himself, stepping out of eternity into time and space to tell us and show us what He is like and to let us know His plan for our lives, here on earth and in the hereafter. The Bible Live with Sophie Dollar is your chance to actually hear, discuss, and decide for yourself about this book, the Bible. Stay tuned, and at the very least, you'll hear the beauty, wisdom, romance, adventure, and intrigue of the world's greatest literature, the best selling, most translated book of all history. But more importantly, God Himself just might speak to your heart and change your life forever. Now, here's the host of A Bible Live, Sophie Dollar.
1: Hey, everybody! Hope you're doing well. Hope you've had a great day and ready to relax and enjoy a reading from the book of books. I'm really surprised this year how much I'm enjoying the book of Deuteronomy. I forget from time to time how enjoyable it is, and to me, how emotional it is to hear Moses addressing the people of Israel after all of these years, 40 years now of giving leadership to this people, truly a servant leadership. Moses was one who did not get arrogant and prideful. The Bible says in several places he was the most humble of men. He never felt like he particularly deserved it. He told God from the very beginning he didn't feel up to the task. He didn't feel worthy. I don't speak well enough and so on. Now, of course, the reason Moses was not able to go into the promised land was because he was told to speak to the rock, a certain rock that was going to pour forth water for the people. The people were thirsty and they were in the desert, of course. The first time he did this, some years before, he had been told to strike the rock and water would pour forth, and it did. This time he was told to speak to the rock, he struck it instead, and his words afterwards to the people were words of impatience, petulance, and anger at the people. Should I have to get water for you again? It had a little bit of a smack of pride and arrogance. Maybe it's what happens to politicians almost invariably when they have power. They talk about power corrupting. Now you don't see much evidence of that in Moses. He seemed to have been a fellow who really had a servant heart for the people. At any rate, it has been so interesting to read the book of Deuteronomy and see Moses' last words now to the people of Israel. But right now it's time to finish up Psalm 37. We're going to start at verse 27 in that great, beautiful psalm. Psalm 37, verses 27 through 40. Turn from evil and do good, and you will live in the land forever. For the Lord loves justice, and he will never abandon the godly. He will keep them safe Forever, But the children of the wicked will perish. The godly will inherit the land and will live there forever. The godly offer good counsel. They know what is right from wrong. They fill their hearts with God's law, so they will never slip from His path. Those who are evil spy on the godly, waiting for an excuse to kill them. But the Lord will not let the wicked succeed, or let the godly be condemned when they are brought before the judge. Don't be impatient for the Lord to act. Travel steadily along His path. He will honor you, giving you the land. You will see the wicked destroyed. I myself have seen it happen. Proud and evil people thriving like mighty trees. But when I look again, they were gone. Though I searched for them, I could not find them. Look at those who are honest and good. For a wonderful future lies before those who love peace. But the wicked will be destroyed. They have no future. The Lord saves the godly. He is their fortress in times of trouble. The Lord helps them, rescuing them from the wicked. He saves them, and they find shelter in Him. End of reading Psalm 37, 27 through 40.
2: What if I lost everything that I had? I could smile and somehow still be glad and say, Thank you, thank you. Cause life is joy, life is pain, but the prayer of my heart will never change. I say, You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar.
1: Gratitude is a fundamental expression of faith. A defining characteristic of people who truly know their God is an attitude of gratitude. No arrogance, no pride, there is a recognition that all good gifts come from above. We see that throughout the scriptures as well. Tonight we're going to pick up in Deuteronomy chapter 14, Moses has reviewed the relationship between Israel, the nation, and their God, starting at Mount Sinai with the giving of the Ten Commandments to the people of Israel there and the formal acceptance of the covenant relationship with God. He reviews that history. Now, he moves into the section that we are reading now in the book of Deuteronomy, the section where he is laying out the covenant demands, what God expects of his people and what God promises to his people. We will be reading through that tonight. We'll talk about the giving of tithes and the releasing of debtors, the release of Hebrew slaves and so on. But there's an interesting section, too, tonight about qualifications for leadership what kind of what kind of what kind of guidelines would there be for a king rulers judges the priests and levites those in leadership in the society a lesson that we really need to learn a lot about here in America in the 21st century maybe that'll help us as we pray about and think about our voting this coming year on the bible life Deuteronomy 14:22 through 19:13 Deuteronomy 14 you must set aside a tithe of your crops one-tenth of all the crops you harvest each year bring this tithe to the place the lord your god chooses for his name to be honored and eat it there in his presence this applies to your tithes of grain new wine olive oil and the firstborn males of your flocks and herds the purpose of tithing is to teach you always to fear the lord your god now the place the lord your god chooses for his name to be honored might be a long way from your home If so, you may sell the tithe portion of your crops and herds and take the money to the place the Lord your God chooses. When you arrive, use the money to buy anything you want, an ox, a sheep, some wine or beer. Then feast there in the presence of the Lord your God and celebrate with your household. And do not forget the Levites in your community, for they have no inheritance as you do. At the end of every third year, bring the tithe of all your crops and store it in the nearest town. Give it to the Levites who have no inheritance among you as well as to the foreigners living among you, the orphans and the widows in your towns, so they can eat and be satisfied. Then the Lord your God will bless you in all your work. Deuteronomy 15. At the end of every seventh year, you must cancel your debts. This is how it must be done. Creditors must cancel the loans they have made to their fellow Israelites. They must not demand payment from their neighbors or relatives, for the Lord's time of release has arrived. This release from debt, however, applies only to your fellow Israelites, not to the foreigners living among you. There should be no poor among you, for the Lord your God will greatly bless you in the land He has given you as a special possession. You will receive this blessing if you carefully obey the commands of the Lord your God that I am giving you today. The Lord your God will bless you as He has promised. You will lend money to many nations, but will never need to borrow. You will rule many nations, but they will not rule over you. But if there are any poor people in your towns, when you arrive in the land the Lord your God is giving you, do not be hard-hearted or tight-fisted toward them. Instead, be generous and lend them whatever they need. Do not be mean-spirited and refuse someone a loan because the year of release is close at hand. If you refuse to make the loan and the needy person cries out to the Lord, you will be considered guilty of sin. Give freely without begrudging it, and the Lord your God will bless you in everything you do. There will always be some among you who are poor. That is why I am commanding you to share your resources freely with the poor and with other Israelites in need. If an Israelite man or woman voluntarily becomes your servant and serves you for six years, in the seventh year you must set that servant free. When you release a male servant, do not send him away empty-handed. Give him a generous farewell gift from your flock, your threshing floor, and your winepress. Share with him some of the bounty with which the Lord your God has blessed you. Remember that you were slaves in the land of Egypt, and the Lord your God redeemed you. That is why I am giving you this command. But suppose your servant says, I will not leave you because he loves you and your family, and he is well off with you. In that case, take an awl and push it through his earlobe into the door. After that, he will be your servant for life. You must do the same for your female servants. Do not consider it a hardship when you release your servants. Remember that for six years they have given you the services worth double the wages of hired workers, and the Lord your God will bless you in all you do. You must set aside for the Lord your God all the firstborn males from your flocks and herds. Do not use the firstborn of your herds to work your fields, and do not shear the firstborn of your flocks. Instead, you and your family must eat these animals in the presence of the Lord your God each year at the place He chooses. But if this firstborn animal has any defect, such as being lame or blind, or if anything else is wrong with it, you must not sacrifice it to the Lord your God. Instead, use it for food for your family at home. Anyone may eat it, whether ceremonially clean or unclean, just as anyone may eat a gazelle or deer. But do not eat the blood. You must pour it out on the ground like water.
0: You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar.
1: Deuteronomy 16. In honor of the Lord your God, always celebrate the Passover at the proper time in early spring, for that was when the Lord your God brought you out of Egypt by night. Your Passover sacrifice may be from either the flock or the herd, and it must be sacrificed to the Lord your God at the place He chooses for His name to be honored. Eat it with bread made without yeast. For seven days eat only bread made without yeast, as you did when you escaped from Egypt in such a hurry. Eat this bread, the bread of suffering, so that you will remember the day you departed from Egypt as long as you live. Let no yeast be found in any house throughout your land for seven days, and do not let any of the meat of the Passover lamb remain until the next morning. The Passover must not be eaten in the towns that the Lord your God is giving you. It must be offered at the place the Lord your God will choose for his name to be honored. Sacrifice it there as the sun goes down on the anniversary of your exodus from Egypt. Roast the lamb and eat it in the place the Lord your God chooses. Then go back to your tents the next morning. For the next six days you may not eat bread made with yeast. On the seventh day the people must assemble before the Lord your God and no work may be done on that day. Count off seven weeks from the beginning of your grain harvest. Then you must celebrate the festival of harvest to honor the Lord your God. Bring Him a freewill offering in proportion to the blessings you have received from Him. It is a time to celebrate before the Lord your God at the place He chooses for His name to be honored. Celebrate with your whole family, all your servants, the Levites from your towns, and the foreigners, orphans, and widows who live among you. Remember that you were slaves in Egypt, so be careful to obey all these laws. Another celebration, the festival of shelters, must be observed for seven days at the end of the harvest season, after the grain has been threshed and the grapes have been pressed. This festival will be a happy time of rejoicing with your family, your servants, and with the Levites, foreigners, orphans, and widows from your towns. For seven days, celebrate this festival to honor the Lord your God at the place He chooses. For it is the Lord your God who gives you bountiful harvests and blesses all your work. This festival will be a time of great joy for all. Each year, every man in Israel must celebrate these three festivals, the festival of unleavened bread, the festival of harvest, And the festival of shelters. They must appear before the Lord your God at the place He chooses on each of these occasions, and they must bring a gift to the Lord. All must give as they are able, according to the blessings given to them by the Lord your God. Appoint judges and officials for each of your tribes in all the towns the Lord your God is giving you. They will judge the people fairly throughout the land. You must never twist justice or show partiality, never accept a bribe, for bribes blind the eyes of the wise and corrupt the decisions of the godly. Let true justice prevail, so you may live and occupy the land that the Lord your God is giving you. You must never set up an Asherah pole beside the altar of the Lord your God, and never set up sacred pillars for worship, for the Lord your God hates them.
0: You're listening to The Bible Live with Sophie Dollar.
1: Deuteronomy 17. Never sacrifice a sick or defective ox or sheep to the Lord your God, for he detests such gifts. Suppose a man or woman among you in one of your towns that the Lord your God is giving you has done evil in the sight of the Lord your God and has violated the covenant by serving other gods or by worshipping the sun, the moon, or any of the forces of heaven, which I have strictly forbidden. When you hear about it, investigate the matter thoroughly. If it is true that this detestable thing has been done in Israel, then that man or woman must be taken to the gates of the town and stoned to death. But never put a person to death on the testimony of only one witness. There must always be at least two or three witnesses. The witnesses must throw the first stones, and then all the people will join in. In this way you will purge all evil from among you. Suppose a case arises in a local court that is too hard for you to decide. For instance, whether someone is guilty of murder or only of manslaughter or a difficult lawsuit, or a case involving different kinds of assault. Take such cases to the place the Lord your God will choose, where the Levitical priest and the judge on duty will hear the case and decide what to do. The decision they make at the place the Lord chooses will always stand. You must do exactly what they say. After they have interpreted the law and reached a verdict, the sentence they impose must be fully executed. Do not modify it in any way. Anyone arrogant enough to reject the verdict of the judge or of the priest who represents the Lord your God must be put to death. Such evil must be purged from Israel. Then everyone will hear about it and be afraid to act so arrogantly. You will soon arrive in the land the Lord your God is giving you, and you will conquer it and settle there. Then you may begin to think, We ought to have a king like the other nations around us. If this happens, be sure that you select as king the man the Lord your God chooses, You must appoint a fellow Israelite, not a foreigner. The king must not build up a large stable of horses for himself, and he must never send his people to Egypt to buy horses there, for the Lord has told you, you must never return to Egypt. The king must not take many wives for himself, because they will lead him away from the Lord, and he must not accumulate vast amounts of wealth in silver and gold for himself. When he sits on the throne as king, he must copy these laws on a scroll for himself in the presence of the Levitical priests. He must always keep this copy of the law with him and read it daily as long as he lives. That way he will learn to fear the Lord his God by obeying all the terms of this law. This regular reading will prevent him from becoming proud and acting as if he is above his fellow citizens. It will also prevent him from turning away from these commands in the smallest way. This will ensure that he and his descendants will reign for many generations in Israel.
0: You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar.
1: Deuteronomy 18. Remember that the Levitical priests and the rest of the tribe of Levi will not be given an inheritance of land like the other tribes in Israel. Instead, the priests and Levites will eat from the offerings given to the Lord by fire, for that is their inheritance. They will have no inheritance of their own among the Israelites. The Lord himself is their inheritance, just as he promised them. These are the parts the priests may claim as their share from the oxen and sheep that the people bring as offerings, the shoulder, the cheeks, and the stomach. You must always give to the priest the first share of the grain, the new wine, the olive oil, and the wool at shearing time. For the Lord your God chose the tribe of Levi out of all your tribes to minister in the Lord's name forever. Any Levite who so desires may come from any town in Israel, from wherever he is living, to the place the Lord chooses. He may minister there in the name of the Lord his God, just like his fellow Levites who are serving the Lord there. He may eat his share of the sacrifices and offerings, even if he has a private source of income. When you arrive in the land the Lord your God is giving you, be very careful not to imitate the detestable customs of the nations living there. For example, never sacrifice your son or daughter as a burnt offering, and do not let your people practice fortune-telling or sorcery, or allow them to interpret omens or engage in witchcraft, or cast spells or function as mediums or psychics, or call forth the spirits of the dead. Anyone who does these things is an object of horror and disgust to the Lord. It is because the other nations have done these things that the Lord your God will drive them out ahead of you. You must be blameless before the Lord your God. The people you are about to displace consult with sorcerers and fortune tellers, but the Lord your God forbids you to do such things. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your fellow Israelites, and you must listen to that prophet, for this is what you yourselves requested of the Lord your God when you were assembled at Mount Sinai. You begged that you might never again have to listen to the voice of the Lord your God, or see this blazing fire, for fear you would die. Then the Lord said to me, Fine, I will do as they have requested. I will raise up a prophet like you from among their fellow Israelites. I will tell that prophet what to say, and he will tell the people everything I command him. I will personally deal with anyone who will not listen to the messages the prophet proclaims on my behalf. But any prophet who claims to give a message from another god, or who falsely claims to speak for me, must die. You may wonder, how will we know whether the prophecy is from the Lord or not? If the prophet predicts something in the Lord's name, and it does not happen, the Lord did not give the message. That prophet has spoken on his own, and need not be feared.
0: You're listening to The Bible Live with Sophie Dollar.
1: Deuteronomy 19. The Lord your God will soon destroy the nations whose land he is giving you, and you will displace them and settle in their towns and homes. Then you must set apart three cities of refuge in the land the Lord your God is giving you to occupy. Divide the land the Lord your God is giving you into three districts, with one of these cities in each district. Keep the roads to these cities in good repair, so that anyone who has killed someone can flee there for safety. If someone accidentally kills a neighbor without harboring any previous hatred the slayer may flee to any of these cities and be safe. For example, suppose someone goes into the forest with a neighbor to cut wood, and suppose one of them swings an axe and the axe head flies off the handle, killing the other person. In such cases, the slayer could flee to one of the cities of refuge and be safe. If the distance to the nearest city of refuge was too far, an enraged avenger might be able to chase down and kill the person who caused the death. The slayer would die, even though there was no death sentence and the first death had been an accident. That is why I am commanding you to set aside three cities of refuge. If the Lord your God enlarges your territory as he solemnly promised your ancestors and gives you all the land he promised them, you must designate three additional cities of refuge. He will give you this land if you obey all the commands I have given you, if you always love the Lord your God and walk in his ways. That way you will prevent the death of innocent people in the land the Lord your God is giving you as a special possession and you will not be held responsible for murder. But suppose someone hates a neighbor and deliberately ambushes and murders that neighbor and then escapes to one of the cities of refuge. In that case, the leaders of the murderer's hometown must have the murderer brought back from the city of refuge and handed over to the dead person's avenger to be killed. Do not feel sorry for that murderer. Purge the guilt of murder from Israel So all may go well with you End of reading Deuteronomy 14.22 through 19.13
2: What if in the morning When I wake up Even before I fill my coffee cup I said thank you Thank you What if I looked at the day And the hours ahead And before I moved forward I bowed my head and said thank you Oh I said thank you What if I looked at my life- in a way. Took a little more time... And... This is the Bible Live with Sophie Dollars.
1: I don't know if you caught it or not, in chapter 15 tonight, Moses is talking to the people about taking care of the poor. The first, he talks about the giving of tithes, that everyone has the privilege of giving. Not just the congregants, not just the church members, but pastors, everybody. The Levites, the priests, everybody has the privilege of giving. No one is left out of the opportunity of giving. Giving is a joy, a thrill, a delight. If you don't see it that way, check your heart. I know that you know that. So many of you are very generous with your prayers, your time, your talent, your treasure, and that is a very important principle of God's Word. Another one of those telltale characteristics of a born-again person, of a person who is in touch with God. Gratitude is one. There's almost an instantaneous sense of gratitude, being thankful for the things that God has done for us, in us, with us, and through us. But then also generosity. Almost always, as I have been able to help people come into a relationship with the Lord, one of the telltale signs of a person that is truly born again, that has come into a genuine relationship with God, is that almost instantaneously they begin to think of others. Just think of Zacchaeus, that tax collector, the wee little man Zacchaeus that was kind of short of stature. He climbed up in a tree so he could see Jesus. He came to God. Jesus himself gives testimony to that, and he says, This is how you can tell an Israelite has gotten his heart right with God because God got a hold of his pocketbook. It's a joyful theme, generosity. So Deuteronomy is going through these factors, and then right in the middle of that section in chapter 15, Moses says, There will always be some in the land who are poor. That is why I'm commanding you to share freely with the poor and with other Israelites. That is a responsibility we have today. As God's people, we should have that sense of responsibility to help those around us. There will always be the poor around you. Jesus, in the New Testament, when the woman came to anoint his feet with oil and used up that precious perfume, he said, you know, you'll always have the poor with you but you will not always have me. And he quoted from Deuteronomy. It's amazing how many times in his ministry Jesus quotes from the Old Testament. He was a man of the Scriptures. He knew his Bible, as should we. There is so much in any one of these readings, so much that we could take note of and could speak to our hearts. I like the section here in chapter 18 where he talks about true and false prophets. There is this constant warning throughout the Bible, from beginning to end, be careful because the enemy is going to falsify this message. And he's not always going to outright contradict the message of God. Sometimes he's going to come really close. He's going to use the same vocabulary, the same words, but he's just going to deny the source or he's going to get the wrong motive. How do you know that prophets, in talking of Old Testament prophets, if a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, his prediction will always come true? Now that's a sure sign.
0: The Bible Live with Sophie Dollar. Sophie reads from the New Living Translation by Tyndale House Publishers. The Bible Live is dedicated to helping promote spiritual revival across America, and your financial support is needed. Please mail your tax deductible gift to the Bible Live. Post Office Box 18888 That's The Bible Live PO Box 18888 San Antonio, Texas 78218 You may also make credit card donations at the ministry website thebiblelive.com Now don't forget, join us each weekday for The Bible Live with Sophie Dollar.